What I was going to say is, Josh, if I put up the actual podcast without editing, people would, wouldn't listen. Oh, it'd be, it would be that bad. It's oh, always, no. It's always it's way terrible. worse than what you think it is. Yeah. If you thought it was bad, it was horrible. Yeah, if you go back and listen to them, they, they sound like fucking two 12-year-olds got together and decided to have some fun with the microphone. It's funny whenever I hear it like glitch ahead and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's where I rambled over my own work tongue for like 30 seconds and couldn't figure out what to say. Sounds like you need a better editing team. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm just I'm saying like Jesse cuts <laughs> it out and I just like know that it happened. I know. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Jesse. <laughs> I, I would never go back and listen. I hate the sound of my own voice. We all do. Yeah, I know we all hate the sound of your voice. We hate the sound of your voice. I assume right. people do. Let's get ready for this bad boy. You ready? Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry for any COVID coughs. <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> Jesus, chill the fuck out. Oh. I thought we were getting those out. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome in to uh, to the next edition of Choke on My Artichoke, hosted by hosted by me, me the man, the man from last week that is is here. And we have Josh here too. Hi, Josh. Hi, Jesse. Are you okay? No. No. No, I'm great. Uh, hey, but you know what else? Who else we have on the line? Who else do we have on the line? Who is it? Who are you? Show yourself. Tell I me. I mean, I hate everything about the way this has started. I want to be <laughs> about that right off the bat. Hey, uh, hey, this was this was my baby, and I see that the hands I've turned it over to has <laughs> really decimated this bad boy. But that's all right. We'll keep rolling. I am the super secret Kokomish uh, back uh, to take over my reign as the the best podcast host in this league. Hey, if the intro is not terrible, it's not even worth a listen. Yeah, but I mean, you you can do better than this. We're better than this, fellas. We're not. Nah. We're not. No, we're not. Nah. No. We've never been. Hey, how about hey. these playoffs? How about these playoffs? And how about that six seed, baby? Whoo! He made it. I'm, he made I'm it sad. after I I called midseason that he John Terrio was not gonna not gonna make it. Here he is, six seed. Ass backwards into the playoffs. The only way I know how to do it. Let's 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 take this in a little bit of a chronological approach and. Before we get into the playoff teams, uh, for one last time this season, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about them, but they, we'll mention them. Very they don't. Briefly. They don't matter anymore. Is is us at the bottom? Um, so I'm proud of you two for making it in. But the hey, people thanks, that Jesse. that their season's over. Let, let's get into them. Yeah, as let's talk about knew, the losers first. As we all knew, Longcock's rubber plant taking the first pick overall. Fine, they, they locked it up last week, but this week they actually got a win, second win of the season. Didn't really matter. Locked up first pick. And the boys sheet rock. Yeah, I mean, that team was garbage from the outset. We knew this was going to happen. Contrary to popular belief, J.K. Dobbins was not attainable. And by popular belief, I mean my belief. You know, give me the offseason. I'll go get them. How, how, how do you think they can improve on what they did this? I mean, they didn't do anything, so that it's not hard to improve on what they did. What, what, what route do you think is best for uh, Longcocks? Uh, probably don't do anything to let John or anyone else get their grubby paws on J.K. Dobbins. My grubby paws will go where my grubby paws want to go. Because uh, that's all that he has going for him in that one-on-one. If you're talking to talk about a move, I said this last week, if I were uh, one of the expansion teams, I'd probably be trading back in the first round to some clown like me who was going to give up a ton of value. 
Hell or no, someone like Jesse who has five pick. first round picks. I would not be trading I, I would, out of that first pick. Travis Etienne I, is going to be clear in a way the best prospect in this class. Going to be an instant impact guy. Like you, he's. I mean, Cheatham's in a spot where he can keep accruing top level talent, uh, and if he can get two high level guys in Dobbins and um, and, and Etienne, then build through the second round, get your wideouts. Wideouts are a plentiful. Uh, maybe trade is if he really wants to be a real team this coming year. Maybe trade some future picks, but I don't think there's any reason to trade back for him. There's a case to be made for Trevor, sure, but uh, I mean, Cheatram's in like he's getting the guy in this draft. I don't, I don't but think there's any real reason. My to point back. is, he could have ETN or he could have an entire starting lineup. Yeah, but and wh- protect himself from the risk of ETN not working out. Yeah, but we I, all thought Clyde was going to be an amazing back this year. I took him third overall in redraft. So there's and that does not work. There's a difference between Etienne and Clyde Edwards-Alaire though that you're overlooking. It's that Edwards-Alaire wasn't the consensus number one overall back going into the draft class. He was the consensus number one overall fantasy guy after he was picked by the Chiefs. Etienne is the consensus top talent. It's not that the talent didn't work out with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It's that the fit didn't work out as well as we thought it would. And as we've seen okay, this well, year, like teams like DeAndre Swift, the the talent is clearly outweighing everything else, and he's taking over. Jonathan Taylor, the talent's starting to outweigh everything else. He's slowly starting to build into a bigger role. J.K. Dobbins is slowly starting into a bigger role with with the talent. Uh, same with C.D. Lamb, although the quarterback situation shit there. Same with Justin Jefferson. Like These guys that are talented and were graded out well before the NFL draft are having success in fantasy, even if they didn't go into ideal fits. Hey guys, it's I me. Mean, I mean, James I, Robinson I, over here. Sure, we can include James Robinson. But if I'm in a spot like uh, our lovely little sheet metal cock here, and I have Gabe Davis and Anthony Miller in my starting lineup, I'll give me the starting lineup that I'm going to get for selling 101 for a haul. Mississippi Meat Hooks taking uh, 102. Pulls it out out of Aaron's grasp. McKnight, you know, who knows if he's ever going to make that pick. Might be on the clock for a few years as we await contact from him. But, yeah, I mean, good for good for Trevor getting the number two pick. I would recommend not trading it for on Johnson this time around. Yeah, but, like, maybe trade it for good players. Yeah, see, what's happening here is Doth is trying <laughs> to negotiate through the podcast. I'm really uh, not. I'm, on, I'm just being honest. <laughs> If, well, those teams, if it was like, me in that situation, I would 100% trade that. Honestly, I, I did it. I did it with Saquon. I sold calf. I think, and if you so don't have the thing, depth, if you have, if your team it's, sucks. It's not that they don't have depth. They don't even have a starting lineup. Like if you're just getting enough guys to have a starting lineup, and if if your best option is to you get these guys and you suddenly become like you just miss the playoffs, then what the hell was the point? Like you you have to build this slowly when you're an expansion team because your team is that bad. I just think that. Uh, even if that 101 or that 102 hits their ceiling, I still think you can sell the pick before the season for a value. Travis, Travis Etienne's ceiling is like RB2 or RB3. Yeah, and I'm hey, saying you're going to get RB2 value we're, out of it. We're back on pick. Etienne. We're back on Etienne. Yeah, we are. I just yeah. He's making me mad, Jesse. This is gonna be a this is gonna be an ongoing offseason. Let me let me let me say a little piece here before we move down to uh, Aaron at one oh three. It might be best for these expansion teams to hold this year because they're guaranteed a one and two pick and then next year see how it plays out and then trade down from there. But get 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 a couple studs those first two years and yes. then uh, build build out after you have a couple solid core pieces. Yeah, because they also we, haven't they also haven't paid by yet. Jonathan at one oh three we have McJonathan. <laughs> I didn't one mean it, Jesse. I'm 104, sorry. we have uh, Tyree. So uh, this, I mean, Tyree came into the season. We were thinking he was going to be that team 
picking one or three, and we weren't too far off with that. Yeah, and if not for uh, Aaron just vanishing into the wilderness, uh, I think you know he probably would be picking one or three. Uh, he did, of course, blow up against me and, and put me in a shitty situation. Two of the surprising teams, though, that based on preseason projections, I mean, things just didn't go their way this year. Uh, pick 105, the Iowa Wheat Farmers, and 106, the uh, Blood, Sweat, and Beers. So both of the Dynasty Bowl three teams missing the playoffs this year. Yeah, how about that? Two trash cans missing the playoff. Although, you know, credit where it's due to the Wheat Farmers destroying Blood, Sweat, and Beers in the final week of the regular season. There were, nobody sneezed. I don't. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. Uh, he can he can be blessed for a, he can be blessed for a throat clear. This is a religious pod, guys. Uh, I just wanted to bless you. Like, no, thank you. Actually, I refuse to accept it. But no, I. It was super clutch for the wheat farmers to pull out that win and very honorable and the, uh, for them to allow. Uh, allow me to sort of make changes to their starting lineup to make their team worse this week. How'd everybody miss Boswell? I had multiple people. I, at I, I had no idea. That he, I had honestly, no idea. So until someone said it in the group, he was like, what do you mean? And then I checked and I realized he wasn't playing. Yeah. Well, I had no idea until the Steelers kicked and I'm like, who's this? Guy? I didn't even, what, here's what the thing. Me and said, hey, at least you're winning by a good margin because you don't have a kicker, pal. <laughs> here's the thing. I didn't, Thanks, Dad. I didn't even notice then. Like when they kicked off, I was like, there's Boswell. And my mind just like skipped right past it. But hey, moving on to the playoff teams here. One and two seeds. We have I hate OBJ snatching up uh, a spot that once held by the Rectum Raiders and Process Dressers taking the other one. While we're doing this, I'm going to open some food. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> eat my lunch. You know, you know, this is bringing it back to the heydays. of. Uh, <laughs> Everyone week- appreciate the chewing for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> week, week two through like five, we're just uh, full of... Actually, speaking of which, I'm about to crack a LaCroix just for old time's sake. Here. I'm eating some French fries. There we go. Some of us just regained our taste today. <laughs> John is going to enjoy oh, I immediately ordered food. <laughs> All right. <coughs> One and two. Um, I hear WJ and process trusters. Rectum Raiders falling down to third seed. Surprising there. They, were, they held that top spot for weeks and weeks. And then because of how the schedule lined up playing process trusters in week 12, I mean, that could have happened week two, eight. But it happened week 12, and they just happened to play them back-to-back. So two losses to finish the season, getting bumped down to the three seed. Yeah, it's rough. Aside from flex week, the scheduling completely random. They could have played Longcocks, me, Tyree, and Missive Meat Hooks to end the season and then played Process Trusters. So it just so happens they play them twice. I don't feel bad. Their matchup for week one is going to be against the six seed. Can you guys hear me chewing on this food? But against the three seed, we have the six seed Jontaria Sabers. Should be an interesting one with Rectum kind of going through a pretty difficult stretch right now, uh, taking two losses in a row. Okay, yeah, that matchup with two terrible teams. Um, That's right, baby. We have number four versus number five Amish Electricians and Dotto Best Bros, a matchup of eight and five teams, only separated by about 40 points total on the season. Hopefully the, the Best Bros can get the win this week justify my trade for for buttons first because otherwise i kind of look like a dipshit right now but not a dipshit with donkey brains to be clear just a dipshit just with, a dipshit with brains. regular person brains 
So who cares about, I guess, the order of the pod today? This is a unique pod. This is the last pod of the regular season. So let's just get yes. – we, we don't have to recap anything because what happened happened is a whole new season starting next week. Okay, I'm, I'm in. And some yeah. of us are eating a burger in the middle of it. All right, but yeah, let's talk about this three versus six game. Uh, Rectum Raiders versus John Terrier Sawbears. Rectum coming in with two more wins than John Terrier at seven wins and 100 points more on the season. However, no Christian McCaffrey for the Sawbears before this week. We'll be back this week. We'll have DeAndre Swift back this week. First time that team's been full strength all season. <coughs> having having those players back and then Michael Thomas coming off one of his best performances of the year, even though he has Taysom Hill at quarterback, this could actually be a competitive matchup. Now, there's no bye weeks anymore, so you, Daddy's going to have Josh Allen. He's going to have Stephon Diggs. He's going to have – uh, Raheem is Raheem Mostert back? I think he's back. Yes, but he got limited carries in Monday Night yes. Football. Didn't look as good as he had before. Uh, that that could just be a Shanahan thing, keeping him off on his on his first game back. Uh, we've seen that before with uh, Jarek McKinnon. His first game back from injury, he only played limited snaps, and people were uh, calling for his head in the fantasy community. But he came back two weeks or three weeks later and was getting his normal workload again. So I expect Mostert to. Uh, improve on what what he did last week. Travis Kelsey, Adam Thielen, just a lot of great players here on this team. <laughs> Derrick Henry, though, coming off a season low, I believe, against Cleveland with five point four points. He is king, though. He is king, and he loves. He'll be all right. He loves running the ball in December. Uh, maybe not last week, but this is typically his time of the year to shine. You know, could be a tough matchup against John Terrio. Uh Maybe Henry and McCaffrey cancel each other out in terms of points, but. Where do you see the rest of this lineup uh, matching up? Yeah, so, I, you know, it's going to come down to those wideouts for the Saw Bears. Does Tyler Lockett blow up against the Jets? Does Michael Thomas have a big week against the Eagles? Does Allen Robinson have a big week? John, you're in the oh, middle of something. <laughs> he went back to the shooting. <laughs> I can hear you just... Uh, <laughs> So no, it'll it'll depend a lot on whether DeAndre Swift plays. Had uh, had a concussion, then had an illness afterwards that knocked him out this past week. Uh, if not, Kenyon Drake is a fine replacement. But going up against a tough Giants defense that pretty much decimated the Seahawks this past week, Tom Brady against the Vikings is a big boost. The Saw Bears kind of have all of the matchups going their way for them this week to make this competitive. But it'll probably come down to whether or not Derrick Henry is himself. If he is, he's going to cancel out McCaffrey, and then it's going to be about everybody else. And I think at that point, it's probably coming down to that Minnesota-Tampa uh, Bay matchup and how Adam Thielen does and how guys like Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski do. Yeah, I was going to get into that trade you made earlier in the season with Tom Brady. When we were talking about at the time how Tom Brady might finish the season as quarterback one over these last couple of weeks. I look, if, if John Terrio makes it all the way through the playoffs here, you're set at quarterback because they have Minnesota in the first week of playoffs, Atlanta, and Detroit. Quarterback's not even anything, anything you have to worry about. As long as your running backs can stay healthy and you figure out which uh, wide receivers and flex options to play, I mean, John Terry can make a run to these playoffs. Well, and I think the wideouts are pretty much locked in, too. You know, Michael Thomas is, uh, for better and for worse, a must-start. Gets three good matchups, too. Eagles, Chiefs, Vikings. Allen Robinson also goes Texans, Vikings, uh, Jaguars. Tyler Lockett gets Jets. And then two tougher ones uh, with Washington and the Rams. But the Rams... Generally, we'll put Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf, which should free up Tyler Lockett. 
So the the matchups, I think, are sort of setting up for this team to make a run. It's just a matter of if those guys can actually show up. We've seen guys like Tyler Lockett against the Eagles have matchups that should uh, be conducive to them having big weeks, and then they sort of shit the bed anyway. So we'll see if it actually comes to fruition. So what do you think about uh, Robbie Anderson being that DJ Moore has been placed on the COVID list, possibly cracking that starting lineup in place of Tyler Lockett, even though he has the Jets this week. Tyler Lockett over the last, I think, eight games, if you take that that across a 16-game pace, he is putting up two touchdowns and about 700 yards on the season. So he's really losing a lot of work right now to DK Metcalf. He, he, he's cracked 10 points once since week eight. Yeah, I, I think there's blow-up potential, obviously, there for Lockett. And Anderson doesn't have the best matchups uh, coming up. He's getting Denver this coming week, which, uh, I mean, the Denver defense did pretty well to shut down the Chiefs. Uh, then he gets Green Bay and Jair Alexander, and then he gets Washington, which could be a more favorable matchup uh, depending on how um, Ronald Darby's playing. But, you know, there there is a world where Anderson starts one of these games. I just can't imagine it being this week with Lockett facing the Jets. Yeah, a, a lot more depth and flexibility, I feel, like I see with, with John Terrio. Meanwhile, on the rectum side. Chewing now, but I'm just sitting here. I I legitimately got to a point where I I didn't talk for a while, and I was just kind of thought I was sitting here listening to a podcast. <laughs> and then whenever whenever Jesse meanwhile, says, "Well, back to the rectum side," side. I, I lost my shit. Oh, what is that? Back to sorry, Jesse. Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, go ahead, Jesse. Go ahead, do your thing. Yeah. So on the on on the bottom of this bench here, looking. He might reach around for somebody like. Are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on! What are we supposed to do on. with that? Oh, I didn't compose myself. When you said oh. the bottom of this bench, I was like, okay, that might not have been on purpose. But then reach around? <laughs> Come on! All right, Jesse, try again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, reach around to the right. I need to be anal Jesse. about this. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, his his flex <laughs> options right now. He has Nelson Florida starting week lineup from week thirteen, and aside from that, I, I guess James Conner is James Conner coming back. I, I heard he he was looking to aim aiming aiming for coming back week fourteen. So I was going to ask is, that. He's yeah, he's supposed to come, come back, back uh, but still, the Bills aren't exactly an ideal matchup for him to spend his first game back in. Yeah, I just don't see much here. And really tough matchups across the board for this team, with the exception of Derrick Henry getting the Jaguars. Allen Diggs stack facing the Steelers. Raheem Mostert against a tough Washington front four. Thielen against the Buccaneers. Dixie getting punted in the head. Travis Kelsey against the tough <laughs> Dolphins defense. The Colts even facing a, a Raiders offense that has shown the, the potential to go off when it wants to. And Young Kwe Young, Young Koo accounting for 17 points, though, I'm sure will. We'll save the day. Dots, your matchup versus Podelski. Week 14, it looks like your best matchup might be what David Montgomery Jesse? playing. Uh, Ooh, he's firing he's the Houston he's Texans, ranked 31st against running backs this season. Yeah, but outside of that, not many good matchups. But is Antonio, is Antonio Gibson going to be back? And I doubt it. If he does, he's going to be running on a turf toe. When you, everyone knows you can't. So here's the thing. You bragged about your depth all year. Who do you start then if Gibby can't go? 
Well, I got David Montgomery. Yeah, well, Jonathan they, they made a flex. And then I can either throw Kareem Hunt in my flex or I can go to T. Higgins or DJ Chark. You can go to Will Gordon. Fuller's cheating ass. <laughs> cheating ass. And then I got the None of them uh, particularly good. Deontay Johnson v. Chase Claypool matchup. That's always a fun little, uh, hey, who's better, Johnson or Claypool? Do people actually ask that? I'm pretty sure it's clearly Johnson. Well, people would like to argue for Claypool. Seems like every week there's daddy coming up and going, hey, Claypool's amazing. And Q's like, oh, Claypool's the best. And Podelsky's like, I love Claypool. Is that is that how that goes? Yeah, and I'm all like, yeah, for a backup maybe. And then do you like drop a mic in front of them to let them know how cool you are? Yours truly has Kyler Murray. And DeAndre Hopkins, see, there's no way, no way against the Giants. They don't put up 50 each after. You know that the Giants week. just halted DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson, right? The, the Giants right now are fifth season against the uh, quarterbacks. Uh, they're only 16th against wide receivers, but quarter, quarterbacks against the Giants haven't fared well this season. I, I mean, Kyler will do Kyler things, so I expect him to go off like he always does. But I think your best matchups this week come with David Montgomery against Houston and Jonathan Taylor playing against Las Vegas, who are 31st and 29th, respectively. Yeah, I think the real best matchup here, though, is the the talking to his dog voice that we can all hear Rick doing in the background. We talking to Dickie like this in the background. <laughs> he definitely did not hear in the background once. <laughs> but no, the Sorry, matchups Jesse. on the other side here are way more favorable to Podolsky. Gets Russ against the Jets, A.J. Brown against the Jags, Jasicki against the Chiefs. Okay, that's not a good matchup this year. Like it has been for years, though. Apparently, it is for tight ends, right. according to ESPN, I guess. Fuck well, me. ESPN but, is tough numbers, and we play by numbers. And uh, Tampa Bay has not been great against wideouts in recent weeks. We'll see how that holds up for Justin Jefferson. Davin Cook should see you know a little bit of a more difficult week, but, I mean, it's still Davin Cook. And the real question here is whether or not Josh Jacobs is going to play. It doesn't seem like he's going yes. to, based on uh, the reporting I've seen and – what uh, what John Gruden said today, Does not and that means Daryl Henderson again, which is like that's brutal to have to start Daryl Henderson in the playoffs when he's got a limited role. I believe he finished that game third in snaps among the Rams running backs. Hey, I'm here I mean, for we'll it. We'll see how it yeah. works. It's not like Henderson has a very favorable matchup either, even if he is the yeah. guy against New England. It looks like Dodwood, but he still has Russ in a soft and AJ Brown in the soft matchup. Good. That's where it can burn you. Ottawa has a, de- a clear advantage at running back. Wide receiver, not so much. Uh, I mean, Justin, like we were saying, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, very favorable matchups. Chase Claypool, you know, he's up and down, depending on whatever he does. Could potentially go for 20-plus. So. Okay, but he's playing the better receiver in the Pittsburgh matchup in Johnson. And I just think that I, I have some... uh, Kyler Murray has been nursing a little shoulder injury. This This matchup. It looks like you know it might come down to those auxiliary positions with quarterback, tight end, defense, and kicker. Gross. And Seattle's playing the New York Jets, very favorable matchup there. And Russell Wilson, you know, on the other side for uh, Amish electricians against the New York Jets, he's for sure going to go off. Is he going to put up thirty points? I don't know, but he might be a difference maker. Meanwhile, on the other side, T.J. Hawkinson gives you a clear advantage over Mike Jasicki uh, against Kansas City. Have we considered? Just how hungry Podolsky's team is. Oh, man. Nope. I guess I didn't even think about it. And if you it. look at the matchups, too, for the best bros, the Giants, hungry. The Giants for Hopkins, hungry. 
the Raiders for Taylor, hungry. Like at some point it's they're just, gonna eat. I, I just can't. I just can't see a win for the best bros this week. I, th- I thought I thought we made the hungry joke about John. Then what happened to that? Since we're both here, this isn't a who's, joke. Who's he's just hungry. looking at the rosters. John's eating a burger and yeah. chips on the pod yeah. right now. What are you a, talking? A burger about? and onion. You're, cl- you're John. Really pl- John's I'm not hungry. hungry. I've, I've eaten. You were clearly facing the hungry opponents. Wow, clear cut too. This is this. I've never seen a. I mean, the only person not hungry is Daryl Henderson. So I have no idea what's going to happen there. Yeah, I'm going to guess Daryl Henderson's pretty full. Probably. Yeah. Not. So for this matchup, I. Mm, I don't want to pick against Podelski because he's put up – I guess he's only put up 50 more points on the season, so it's actually a pretty even matchup. And Dottawa seems to be pretty much full strength how they've been all season. Now, does Jonathan Taylor disappoint? I'm not sure, but I think I'm going to yeah, take – usually. I generally. Dottawa in this one, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm going to side with you, actually. I'm going to take Dottawa. Uh, Yanu Shader, just the hungriest guy on the planet, and this team ultimately gets the win on the back of David Montgomery having another big week. TJ Hawkinson playing extremely well in the the D Hop uh, Kyler Murray stack blowing up for forty plus. Well, I guess I'm going to put on my lone. No, uh, the reverse jinx. I think uh, the Dottawa's matchups are tight. The Giants are just starving. They're fucking. They've been just looking at pictures of meat for days. <laughs> you made me choke. I don't know how to make. I don't know how to make the hungry jokes about myself. Meat. <laughs> This is looking at me. Meat. <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually gonna pick Podolski. I don't know that. I'm like, if Antonio Gibson comes back and plays and doesn't have a hurt toe, maybe I would take me. But when you lose the top five running top back, top five running back. Yeah, six. Antonio Gibson was RB five. <laughs> well, prior to the toe injury. <laughs> All right. Well, let's make picks for the other matchup. The Rectum Raiders versus uh, John Dario. I'll go last on this one. Up and down. Um, Jesse? I'm not sure Taysom Hill is going to be able to support Michael Thomas. <laughs> Oof. McCaffrey coming uh, off his injury. I mean, last time he came off his injury, he put 30-plus points. Tom Brady might go off. So, we'll, we'll see how that For plays out. For what's worth, I think Drew Brees <laughs> is back this week. I think I just like I like the matchups better. For Let me go over them one more time. Uh... I like the matchups. Fuck. Never mind. Josh Allen. Bills are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's going to really limit Diggs and Josh Allen. Questions in the flex spot. They do have Travis Kelsey, but he's playing against a pretty good Miami team. Questions around he Mostert. Damn. Uh, I, I'm going to take John Terrio. Wow. In the- I, didn't think, I, didn't, I didn't think I was going to take John Terrio, but I mean, looking at it, it's it's tough for for rectum raiders. Ah, uh, wait, shit, get what's his name back? James Conner playing against Buffalo. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna take John Terrio. Yeah, and to be clear, like it's almost like John Terrio was built for the playoffs with matchups in mind. This one is brutal, though. Um, I've been going back and forth on both of them the whole time. Oh, whole thirty-five seconds. But <laughs> yes, it's been it's been a fucking doozy. But. I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna go ahead and take the rectum. Give me Derrick Henry, give me uh Adam Thielen, give me Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bank on Drew Brees comes back, gets the ball to Michael Thomas, as as uh, honestly Taysom Hill has started to lately. 
Christian McCaffrey has a blow-up game in his first game back, goes for 25-plus, outscores Derrick Henry by 10, and the Saw Bears get the victory. All right, so based on the last matchup, be exciting. moving on are going to be John Terrio and Dottawa. Got picked 2-1. to one. So based on what we've gone over, we have John Terrio moving on and Dottawa moving on. In that case, picking seven would be the Amish Electricians because they're the lower seed right now. And Rectum Raiders would be picking 108, or their pick would be 108. Both of those picks are owned by Iowa, and I would like that a lot. <laughs> I guess either way, I'm getting a pick here because uh, I also own a Dot- the Dottawa pick. So the matchup of, of Podolsky and Dottawa is going to net me a pick in the top eight. If I manage to pull off the upset over the Raiders, then then you know you end up with two there at seven and eight. The next matchup, we'll we'll just go through the whole playoffs here. The four or five seed plays the one seed, and that means that Dottawa would be taking on process trusters. So you're saying there's no way for me to get a rematch with Rob, right? And and this matchup, that matchup, the Hmm. uh, um, Dottawa against process trusters will be the matchup of the Gus Edwards trade, deciding who got the higher pick in that outcome. I'm not going to look at matchups two weeks out right now, but. Let's just who do you, who who do you guys have for Dottawa versus process trusters? I'm gonna take process trusters. Uh, give me right, Dottawa. You lose two to ones. Dottawa all day. In the other matchup, we have John Terrio taking on I hate OBJ. So John Terrio once again, great matchups that week. If it, if honestly based on talent too, you could argue that they're those two teams are equal. Give me John Terrio, especially with. With the cool or with the Texans taking on the Colts, limiting David Johnson and Tyreek Hill taking on the Saints, and Julio taking on Tampa. That's a that's a brutal week for matchups. Wait, who for would Robbie. Jo- Holy shit! Did we, Robbie? Who were we picking John Terrio against? Oh yeah, <laughs> give me John Terrio. Oh, over the last couple weeks, I hate OBJ has put up one forty five, one hundred nine, ninety two, one seventeen. 96 and one, no doubt, but like that week, the matchups just don't pretend to win. Like, they're legitimately, I didn't even notice this till now. Robbie has some brutal matchups week 15, but if he gets there week 16, like everything sets up perfectly for him. Who we do you both, guys both take? Me. All right, so I guess my pick doesn't really matter, but I will take Robbie to make him happy. And he, he loves he loves hearing uh, when I take him on. So the then pod. he actually he actually texts <laughs> Jesse and goes, Hey, I heard you took me. He thanks. does. That's, that's not a lie. <laughs> thanks for believing thanks, in the guys. Thanks for the, thanks for the support, friend. Hey, but that makes that makes the uh, <laughs> final matchup: John Terrio versus the Process Trusters. If John makes his pick one twelve, well, that's almost missing the playoffs. That's the thing. This was all set up because of the win. health of McCaffrey, because of the health of Swift, because of the matchups with guys like Tom Brady and Gronk the rest of the way, and even Tyler Lockett and Dallas Goddard and. You know, every matchup is favorable for the Saw Bears going into the playoffs, like the rest of the way, pretty much. That being said, all you needed to do is not have Jesse beat Big Greg. Thanks, Jesse. Damn it, Big Greg. Uh, but that being said, the Process Trusters also have really good matchups week 16. Uh, I think that issue is with that team is just going to be that flex spot. Um, you know, can he get consistent production? Assuming Savion Ahmed's back by then, too, splitting with Miles Gaskin. Who knows what they have at tight end? The top-end talent is undeniable with Devonta Adams and Aaron Jones. They'd be taking on the Titans. Uh, Alvin Kamara would be getting the Vikings. That's another favorable matchup. Huge, uh, Deshaun Watson takes on the Bengals. Across the way, the Saw Bears would have McCaffrey going up against Washington, which is tough. 
Allen Robinson against Jacksonville, uh, Michael Thomas against Minnesota, Tyler Lockett against the Rams, DeAndre Swift against the Buccaneers, or Kenyon Drake against the 49ers with Brady at quarterback. It's To me, this is relatively even on matchups, and I am going to bet on myself. That's tough, though. That's close. Take the process, trusters, because I'm looking at their matchups, and they have extremely favorable matchups across all their flex spots. Deshaun Watson's playing Cincinnati. His his top-end talent looks like it is – I mean, so is yours. But when Button's top-end talent goes off, he puts up 150, and that's not uncommon the, for him to the, the hit that The problem for that team that, – that so, so far this season, that hasn't come to fruition for John Terrio yet. Even though you haven't been to full strength, uh, it's just Buttons has been more consistent with those top end games, and his matchups, I, I feel like, can exploit these these. Uh, I will say that the, there could be an issue with Adams and Jones. Uh, it almost came to fruition this week. It wouldn't have mattered all that much with you know one of them just getting more touches and the other not being able to do anything. There's also this team is more vulnerable than any other playoff team when it comes to injuries. They lose any top player or any you know starter, then they're pretty much tanked the rest of the year. I'm going to say uh, I'm, I'm going to take John Terrio with uh, assuming a healthy calf and a healthy Swift late in the year, and they got the clear, Trubisky, clear, Robinson stack. Tom Brady started week 16. week 16. To be clear, John Terrio just got named the champion of Dynasty. No. Uh, wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah, he said Detroit. Tom Brady starting, though. Yeah, against and, Detroit. And no, 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 no. You do not. Yeah, give me buttons. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. Person. <laughs> not going back. Anyway, Josh, <laughs> who do you actually have? You have the tiebreaker. Oh, bud. Uh, I'll take Cal. All right. John. You heard it. John Terrio wins. I don't think, he, I don't think he's going to make it there, though, because I already picked him to lose to Rectum. John Terrio wins Dynasty Bowl 4 by consensus. Yeah, Congrats, well, already done. May as well send that artichoke my By way. consensus. Wouldn't wouldn't it be something for the process tr- trusters oh. to lose to the process that John Terry has set up? The, the shit the talking that would ensue. I, honestly, for you guys' sake, I hope I don't win. Like, it would not be fair to everyone to have to deal with me. If this is the championship Hold on, wait. I'm did I pick Buttons yeah, to win this? Week. Oh, I'm picking John. <laughs> <laughs> That's three. If this becomes a championship it's gonna matchup, be it's going to be like unbearable. a big fight over <laughs> Carson Wentz and whether or not he's all fun against so Carson Wentz is starting next year. Oh. Hey, that would be hilarious. If Carson Wentz gets back in and starts playing well and you play him week 16 in a championship against Buttons and he shreds up the process. <laughs> Throw a little Dallas Goddard in there too for fun. He's playing Dallas. That might be worse than – that would probably be worse than me beating John. In a championship no, no, nothing's worse. Regardless of who wins, I have a packing, I have a shipping label ready to send out the artichoke because I have a little bit for of respect the for, uh, for how things work right here. Just shameful, by the way. Shameful stuff from Process Trusters last year. Yeah. There's, there's, there's Did you find to wait six months for my ivory wheat nug? I'd be if I, if I were the uh, wheat farmers, and the process trusters win the title. I would be hanging on to that artichoke until October. <laughs> I will. And if I For win sure. it, I look forward to getting it in January. No, I'm going to ship it immediately because that's a precedent that's that we but, should be setting. Yeah, bigger man here. Bigger man by the commission. That wraps it up for, I guess, 
what we think about playoffs. I mean, we're going to have a pod next week diving into the matchups that are actually going to happen. But these are the matchups that are actually going to happen, so we're not going to be wrong about this. I want to get you guys' thoughts on some of these headlines from this week. One of the biggest ones, Jalen Hurts taking over the starting job. I mean, we've joked about it here a couple times, but um, in a couple sentences, what do you, what do you guys think uh, of Hurts what's going to happen here? The season, Wentz will go into Dead next year as the starter uh, with an open battle. Well, with an open battle, then Wentz will be the starter next year with a new head coach and new GM. See, I was already on record last week saying I don't really see a scenario no, where Hurts is starting I. next year. They benched him. They're starting Hurts now. I think if it's coaching, I think there. everything's on the table. It's hard to bench your starter and then go back. They to did it before with McNabb, and then he made it to the NFC think, title game. I get it, but maybe it's just Hurts season. Hey, so for the Filipino Swallowers, uh, one of their top talents going into the year, Juju Smith-Schuster, has a career low in air yards per target, yards after catch, and targets over 20 yards thus, thus far through the season. I mean, last week he only had 28. Well, that's just because targets. they got Clay. And that's because Juju Smith-Schuster won't be on that roster slot. next year. Yeah, it kind of looks like uh, Pittsburgh may be trying to move. I mean, it was kind of They're moving on before move on, but gone. Juju's poor performance this year. Even, even when he is – I mean, he's – more or less the number two in that offense, like he was to Antonio Brown, and he's just not producing this year. Yeah, no, he's putting up numbers from the outside. Yeah, he uh, Smith Schuster is definitely going to be gone after this year. Um, probably lost himself some money this year, unfortunately, through no fault of his own, uh, because of the the way they've sort of schemed this season. I, I mean, mean, except for not but, being like they're also the using past. him totally differently than they have in the past. I get it, but that's because he's the third yeah, best receiver on the I team. I think he's still the second best wideout on the team behind Johnson. So Gardner Minshew won't be given his starting job back, and he's begging the coaches for it. I did not see that, but yikes. That's like a clear sign of the Jaguars just trying to tank with Mike Glennon. That just looks that looks to me like they're afraid to start him because he does give them a better chance to win than Mike Glennon. Right now they're still in contention for the first pick. They they're only one game ahead of the Jets. Yeah, so you'd be, cr- you'd be crazy to throw Gardner back in. Because you know Gardner's going to come out and do something stupid. Yeah, and, they, they, and, and they don't have a Greg Williams on staff to, to complete the tank job. And by the way, I don't think there's any chance that was the Jets intentionally losing games. I think the more likely scenario is the simple one that's always been true, and that's that Greg Williams is a shitty defensive coordinator. How many uh, foot pull would it take you to touch Daryl? I'm not getting anywhere near that backfield. Feet. 13, uh, 13 feet. All right. <laughs> how many feet how many feet pull would it take you to touch um, game makers oh give me a six feet touch them with my own pool <laughs> i guess consensus here is that cam makers is yeah, to have going forward <laughs> thoughts on Corey davis this offseason going to a new team stock up i like him down. i think he's hot stock has to be up he was a first round pick he had out of west hype, and he just now started breaking out if he goes I, to a new spot, Western Michigan, be down. I compared him to Terrell Owens, uh, and I still think that fits. I thought he was the best player in that uh, – best non-quarterback, I should say, in that draft class. I had him I had him. He's definitely not Mahomes. that, but um, he's – He's the two top talents in that class, and I still think Corey Davis is every bit that wide out. We made it through week 13. Uh, this is a list of rookies in order of where they finish on the season in points. So the number one rookie – James Robinson. Number two, Antonio Gibson. Number three, Jefferson's going to be one in that list. 
by the uh, like he'll be the number one rookie out of this class within the next three years. On on a uh, dynasty podcast I listened to earlier this week, they went through their consensus wide receivers and they had him at number five in a startup draft under DK Hill Adams and AJ Brown. You and I discussed this previously. Yeah, it, I wouldn't take AJ Brown over Jefferson, and I wouldn't take DK. Uh, the only two I'm taking out of them are Tyreek Hill and Devonta Adams. I think that's more of a preference thing. You you can really go either way, right. and like that's I mean that's saying something though. That's how good Jefferson has been this year. For what it's worth, my wide receiver yeah. two entering the year uh, from a draft standpoint, not necessarily a fantasy standpoint, has obviously blown out every single expectation. I still do think there's a world where CD Lamb passes him up, but I would expect Jefferson to stay the top guy. Yeah, I assume we'll see him somewhere down this list as I keep going. Uh, number four, we have Chase Claypool. Number five, Clyde wow. Edwards Hilaire. How disappointing is that? And like that's a that's a bad sign for his he, future at all. Originally. Like if he's not doing it now, when's he gonna do it? Currently Clyde Edwards Hilaire is uh, at eleven point one points per yeah. game. Number six on this list, Jonathan Taylor. Number seven. Surprising to me. I'm not gonna lie. I, I did not see Higgins playing this well. I was really Very Higgins and I was pumped when I got him. At twelve. Turned out to be my only good draft pick. I still have faith Taylor is gonna be fine long term, but number eight, DeAndre Swift, who's averaging he's averaging less bad average a layer, but he wasn't getting the full run those right. first. Right, once since he's gotten the full run. I mean he's been the clear best back in this class. From a talent standpoint, and only behind James Robinson from the combination talent workload standpoint. Yeah, number nine here, Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk almost traded him for T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I appreciate Q stopping West from making that trade and saving me. Number ten, Ceedee Lamb. Number eleven, Gabriel I think that's Davis. All we need to know, though, <laughs> you know, those oh. eleven are the guys, yeah. and there are other guys like Henry Ruggs, who honestly has been criminally misused by John Gruden this year. But, you know, there are other guys who will pop up and will continue to improve. But there's been a clear tier of 11 guys who have shown in year one that they can be a fantasy starter the rest of their career. Yeah, directly after oh, him was Jerry Oh, Judy. that hurts. With Sutton coming back next year, um, interested to see what, how his – What the what, what his night, He did nothing. Like. Um, he played all game and did absolutely – I'm hanging on to the uh, I, hopes that the Broncos I, I, are just – I've said this a hundred times on the spot, but I compared him to a weaker Amari Cooper and had him as my wide receiver six. Thought he was taken too high in the draft and in our dynasty draft, and and so far that's proven true. But even I thought he'd be better than this. And then finishing this off, uh, right after that, we had J.K. Dobbins and a big gap down to Zach Moss, Lavisca Chanel, and Cam Akers. Most of them well have been on my year. team at um, one point or another. Statistically, second year wide receivers that don't perform in the first year uh, don't perform ever about. 60% of the time. So you're, you're less than a 50% chance if your receiver didn't perform. We saw that with Enkeel Harry. We saw that with Corey Davis to some extent. Uh, Devontae Parker didn't start off his career very well. Yeah, so. it's, uh, you know, this this class may not have been as deep as we thought it was at wideout. A lot of guys struggling it, that, that theoretically should have been producing, especially someone like Chenault. Like he should have, I mean, if there were a year for him to just sort of take hold as the top option offensively, even as a not just a gadget player, but like throwing him the ball too, obviously, like this was the year. And if it's not going to happen now, when they start to improve, when is it going to happen? Because odds are they're going to bring in more wide receivers and going to limit his role. Well, I mean, I called Chenault. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like Chenault before the season. I, I think it's about what he's going to be. 
He's going to be a, just kind of a guy that gets does a bunch of random flash plays. Here and and Jalen Rager has looked terrible. Regular like, producer. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, his name on he's been bad. Uh, he was hurt guess, for a bunch of games. He, okay. He's been bad. He looked better this past week. But at the end of the day, probably not a true wide receiver one or two in an offense. Uh, kudos to Howie Roseman for seeing that and taking him one spot ahead, ahead of Justin Jefferson. Galaxy Brain Howie's at it again. I'm not mad. Um, yeah, looking forward that, to talking about next year's class um, as we get into the off season. Yeah, I'm, I'm in off season mode right now. Couldn't so, be me. Jesse uh, already quit can't, on this year. Wait till my done. picks become be over these next two to three weeks. But congrats to John Terrio for becoming the consensus yeah. champion of the a- league. The first season it was one verse two, and the one seed won. The second year is one verse three, and the three seed won. And that was last. So no one lower than three has made it to Dynasty Bowl. So far, I'm the only non bye week team. (laughs) I'm the only bye week team to not make it. Classic. Love it. (laughs) I think that's my favorite stat I've heard about our league. (laughs) Dots is the only bye week team that was so bad he couldn't (laughs) couldn't even win one matchup. All right. I guess it's time. Dots, you should go get something to eat for your uh, upcoming matchup. John, congrats on your championship. Uh, Nice having you on the squad again. All right, let's talk, again, let's talk kickers and defenses. Get, Get rid, rid of them. them. Look how, listen how he's hungry rumbling. He he's so His hungry. He's just rumbling there. Oh, he's choked on his dinner. <laughs> choked on his dinner. <laughs> oh, man, that fucking piece of meatball was... <laughs> Look at it. He's <laughs> looking at the meat too <laughs> You're just spitting on meat. Sitting around staring at pictures of meat. Oh, I think my. that's going to do it for this week's uh, choke on my heart. Are we going to end it like we usually do, Jesse? Yeah, I love you guys. For old time's sake. Bye. I said it's it's pretty okay. much a staple. It, it has to end with Jesse going. Bye. Bye. All right. There you go. I'm assuming you're going to cut it off after that last fight. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get one where you guys aren't talking in the middle. <laughs> Good luck with that shit, because we talked the whole way through. <laughs> okay. <laughs>